Hey, good morning. I'm going to talk to you uh, today from Waco, Texas. I'm with my friends Gene and Jennifer and their kids down here. And sorry, Jeff, I forgot my little fancy camera that gives you better lighting and sound. So that's what you got for my hotel room. <laughs> but uh, I think you'll love this. And this this idea came up about cleansing the temple and and um, turning water into wine the other day in fellowship. And I thought I'd take a couple services to explain what that all is. And again, you understand the imagery. And uh, does it fit the parable of the parables? Does it fit the two covenants? Because there's only two. One's physical. When two come together, they have the unlimited ability of God to create life, you and I, uh, physical birth. And the second is the spiritual, mental, within the holiest of holies. And uh, it's like a seed planted to the earth. And what that seed does, it carries the life all of its own and brings it all. It's the mystery is what Paul talks about, mysterion. It's uh, we know it's there. We've experienced it. And uh, uh, now he's talking about a different kind of wedding feast when two come together and partake of each other that creates the unlimited ability of uh, God to create. And there is not a physical woman there. Woman, what do I have to do with you, woman? We see salvation say. And there's the mother of Jesus there. And then disciples will show you what all that means. And uh, there's no blood. There's no, there's no water or wine that uh, it is blood and that's kind of the key to understanding all this you have to understand the imagery of blood and i'll show you what that is to the hebrew it's like wine and it was called the juice of the grapes so once you understand that now the story becomes pretty easy because there's no physical wine it ran out there's no physical woman what am i have to do with you woman this is within you this is the the marriage feast of the lamb the silent one the secret one within you the spirit that serves you within you that you have the unlimited ability of god to create anything and bring it into physical reality for your life here so let's go to uh, John 2, and I'll just walk you through. And I'll have to like keep myself from going through every word, because when you go word for word, it's so good when you when you take a look at it in the Greek and the Hebrew versus the English translation. <laughs> You're not going to get it with the English translation. And uh, uh, I was talking to Gina Jen last night, going, at, at some point you go, what is going on? And it's really, when it, when it went from this beautiful allegory of life and life more abundantly, the two covenants, to death and killing and lack of joy and, and a lot of the stuff that we grew up with, which is not that. This, the good news is only good news. This should not be hard. Good news is good news. If you inject bad news into it, it no longer becomes good news. So uh, let me just show you this, John 2. Um, all right. On the third day, ding, ding, ding. All right. That's, this should be something already. On the third day, a wedding took place at Canaan, Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Jesus said to his disciples, had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine ran out, Jesus' mother said to them, they have no more wine. So there's no physical wine. A woman, why does this concern us? My hours yet not come. And uh, his mother says, servants, do whatever he tells you. Now, six stone water jars had been there for the Jewish rites of purification. Each could hold from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Now drove some out. And they took it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been into the wine. He did not where it was from. So this is... Where is this from? This is the secret. This is the hidden place. This is within. This is prayer. This is salvation from within. But the servant who had drawn the water knew. This is the spirit knows. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone serves the fine wine first and the cheap wine after the guests are drunk. But you have saved the fine wine until now. Jesus performed this as first sign, first of his signs at Canaan Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Uh, I emphasize those because you know what's going to be coming. All right. So let's go into this in, in a, little, a little bit, John 2, 1. Okay. <clears throat> On that day, the third day, three is the full orbed work of God. 
that comes to pass, a revelation of, of the full work, full orb work of God. Gamos, there's a union that takes place in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus is there. So the, the birthing of uh, what saves you is in this place. And where is it? It's Cana of Galilee. So let's look at Cana. And right away, it tells you, oops, I went too far, of Hebrew origin. All right. So probably need to find out what is the Hebrew origin. What is this word that's in Hebrew? It's not a Greek word. It's a Hebrew word. And that's kana. And it's kaf, noon, hey. Now, when you understand the Hebrew language, kaf is the last head, the last head, the final head. Um, and uh, noon is the seed or life um, that springs forth all on its own is hey, is whatever you behold. So this kana is the last head right up here that gives life to what you behold. Now, does that sound like prayer? Does that sound like quantum? That what you behold comes to life. This is the last uh, head. This is the last life. What you behold literally brings it into physical creation. Okay, again, that's Cana. So salvation happens in this place, Cana. And what is Galilee? Now, Galilee is, it'll again say from the Hebrew Galil, Hebrew origin Galil. Um, and it's from Galal. And uh, when you go look at this, again, the Hebrew, um, it's gamel, the camel, lamed, lamed, the, the rod of rods, the staff of staffs. So there's a physical rod in physical intimacy. And then there's the, the rod of rods, the ultimate, the fine wine, the one that is the finest of wine, the finest staff. And galal is a camel that rises up and brings to the end of the journey. And lamed, lamed, and it means to roll away. <laughs> and now you'll start to get the imagery, guys, of they rolled away the iben, the stone. Um, it's something cast out. It rolls out of the staff of staffs. It's, it's something released. It's something scattered like seed. Get the imagery? And so galal was to roll away from the staff of staffs. And uh, then you get the imagery of the stone was rolled away. And I, I don't have time to get into it here, but that stone in where David takes up five smooth stones. These aren't literal stones. These are spiritual stones. And it, and it throws it and hits Goliath, very similar here, into the temple, into the head, the temple, right here where the God dwells. And, and that Eben is Aleph Bet Nun. It's Ab. Aleph Bet is Ab, Father, Nun, the seed that gives life all of its own. So the stone was rolled away. The Eben was rolled away. What is that? The seed of the father was rolled away, cast out. That's really what that rolled away and, and uh, uh, Galal, Galilee means. All right. So there's uh, um, the finished work. Really, it's talking about the finished work in the mind of Cana of Galilee. And this gives birth to salvation. So let's just look at mother. There's, they use mother and woman very uh particularly in these different places. And you'll see the Hebrew word for mother is M, M. And it's Aleph, the first letter, the strength of God, the servant of God, is the mighty waters that give birth. That's mother. Gives birth to what? Yeshua, Yahweh that saves. And that is, I am Yad Yasha. And it's yud Hey vav shin We've gone through that. So it's anything that brings you life. So zo life, uh, life, deliverance, health, prosperity, abundance, 
it happens at Cana of Galilee. It happened right up here is what it's saying. And if you go to the next verse, and you were invited, there was also an invitation that went out. Also then an invitation went out, say ours tense. It's, it's already done with an ongoing result. So there, there's an invitation to everybody that's gone out. All right. Jesus and the disciples of him to this union. All right. So Jesus, salvation. There's an inv invitation to this salvation. And the disciples of within yourself, this is interesting. Disciple is from math, the mental effort needed to think something through, a learner or disciple. So when you've experienced it and you've thought it through, you now know it. You become physically, uh, it's called a knowing, where you, you yourself has had participated in this uh, marriage union. The mental effort needed to think something through, a learner or disciple, where when you learn it, when you learn this, you become a knower. And uh, that is, you, you learn or know this within yourself. That is this union. Isn't that fascinating? So now let me get back uh, into the story a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So that was John 2. Then the wine ran out. Jesus' mother said to them, they have no more wine. So there is a wine that runs out and uh, there's a blood that runs out. And the, you'll understand what the blood and the wine are here in a minute. But if you go look at, um, let, me, let me just go to there real quick because blood, um, when we get into it, like I'm taking this from um, the Mount of Olives. <laughs> They're rising up from the olives, guys. The Mount of Olives is where the rising up of the olives, the Mount, the thing that rises above all else of the olives and olive oil is released. And so in his anguish, this is about passion. This is about intimacy again. He prayed more earnestly and his sweat became like drops of, like drops of blood falling to the ground. And you'll see if you go look at that. It's a very strange phenomenon. They're trying to explain it. Miss the whole allegory of the whole thing. It's like, this is, this is intimacy of the minds, guys. This is right up here. And seeing and he's in passion in the minds. He's trying to give you imagery of passion. And drops of blood fall to the ground. It's like that. Well, what is that? That's the parable of parables. When a seed falls to the ground, uh, guess what? It brings new life. So brings the life of that seed to, to, to bear. So blood, if you go look at it, is very symbolic to them. Strong, if you get out your concordance, it says, of a certain duration blood, literally of men or animals, or figuratively, the juice of the grapes. The juice, what comes out when the, of, the, of the grapes at the Mount of Olives, when, when the rising up of the olives, <laughs> what comes out? There's an anointing, but this is anointing in here. This is, it's like drops of blood that fall to the earth. It's like seeds of the man that fall to the earth, but it's up here, guys, the juice of the grapes. And so what's juice of grapes? It's also called wine. So when he says this wine has run out, that's not, that's not, I don't have anything to do with that kind of a woman. This is a, a, a wine within yourself, the best wine, the wine of wines is what he's saying. All right. And so uh, that's what blood is and wine and to the Hebrew. So why does this concern us, Jesus? My hour's not yet come, but this isn't, that has nothing. This, this wedding feast is what he's saying, has nothing to do with the literal woman. This is giving birth from the, the strength of God of the waters within the mother of Jesus, which is in you. Now, verse five is really interesting. If you go, let's go look at that in linear. Because if this is something within you and uh, you're invited to partake of this, Let's see what it says. <clears throat> All right, now says the mother of him to the servants. Now this is really interesting too. If you go look at leg A, 
which is Lego, where we, uh, where we get the word, etc. And it says this, Lego, originally lay down to sleep. Interesting. There's a rest. Use later of laying an argument to rest, bringing a message to close your Thayer's says it's this, to speak, to conclude or speak, something sent out of the, the opening of a head is really a, a word, a debar goes out and it moves to a conclusion, bringing it to closure and laying it to rest. So this is something that you do within. So bring to something to conclude, this is who I am and this is how it's gonna be. Bring that to a conclusion within, and that gives birth within your, of him, auto, within yourself. <clears throat> to the servants now who's your servant the paraclete the spirit within you is the end the mother of salvation is this the mother within you that gives birth to salvation this is within you is what he's talking about so conclude within yourself and give birth and the servant will serve you no matter what whatever anyhow he may to you do and here's what he's saying whatever you conclude or whatever you say within will be done for you the servant is serving you guys. That's what he's talking about. The paraclete, this water, this M, this mother of salvation, this water serves you. And whatever you say within, whatever you conclude within, I am, this is who I am, it's going to be brought forth to you. That's exactly what it's saying when you go look at it in the Greek and the Hebrew. So if we go back here, then there's a couple more verses I want to, and then we'll make this practical. Um, Strong's BSB is what I usually use. When I'm trying to show you this. All right. Now, so his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. That's not what it's saying, guys. It's saying whatever you tell it to do within auto, it serves you and it'll bring forth that. Now, six stone water jars have been set there for the Jewish rites of purification. Six is flesh, guys. We're the jars of clay. The six stone water jars have been set there. Now, Jewish rite of purification, you need to understand this, the imagery of this. When a, when a woman was called unclean or, or uh, spotted or blemished, she was having her period. Her water was flowing. The mighty waters of her womb were flowing. Now, how did how did it become clean? How did it purify? Because when she's when she's having the period, she's not giving birth. She's not she's not participating in the unlimited power that creates within the first covenant. So, when she became clean, is when the man sprinkled his blood on the doorposts. Get the imagery. His his juice of the grapes on the doorposts. And then the water stopped and she became clean. And now what? She's, she's got a fertile womb. She, now she creates. She takes the power of God and creates with it. So that was the, the Jewish rite of purification, the imagery of it, guys. So each could convert 20 to 30 gallons. It doesn't say that. If you go look at it, you can go look it up. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a liquid feeling within. Jesus told his servants, fill the jars with water. All right. Fill the jars with water. And so they filled them to the brim. You know, in Psalm 23, it says, take this cup from me. It's overflowing. It's about intimacy again, guys. He fills this inner cup to the brim that's overflowing. It's taking the, the water of the spirit to overflowing. Now draw some out and take it to the master. They did so in the master of the banquet, tasted the wine. They've been turned to wine. And then you get the picture. The water was turned into wine. So the spirit within you is now the blood or the wine, meaning it, it is the juice of the grapes that has the seed of the father in itself that gives life, not of a physical woman, not of physical wine. This isn't that wine is what it says. This is a wine within you. Now, verse 11, Jesus performed this, the first of his signs at Cana of Galilee, and thus revealed his glory. His disciples believed him. All right. If we take this in interlinear again, you'll, I think you'll get the meaning. So what was Cana of Galilee? Cana of Galilee is the last head that has life within itself. Um, that what you behold comes to life. 
So you're taking the, the mother, the, the mighty, the strength of God and the spirit within you, which is M, Aleph, Mem. You're taking, and it's like drops of wine, right? And it's drops to the earth within you and brings forth life all on its own. Not with physical wine, not with a physical woman. This is happens, this salvation happens within you. Jesus performed this, the first of his sign of Cana of Galilee. So the, the, the Galal, there's a rising up like a camel of the rod of rods and a, and a ben, a seed of the father is cast out at Cana, the last head that brings life, that what you behold, what you see, what you, what, what you see within literally comes into physical creation. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples believed him. Remember, disciples, I've now experienced this myself, and I'm a knower. <laughs> so let's go look at that in the interlinear, and we'll finish this up. All right, that's, that's verse 11. Interlinear. I think you're getting this, guys. All right. All right. This was the beginning of the signs. Signs. Signs are signs. It's not something that's, it's a sign that something happens that you've partaken of this wedding feast within. You join two together that have the unlimited ability of God to create. And how does it work? This happens at Cana of Galilee. What you, what you conclude and see within yourself, Lego, speak, and see within yourself. What you speak and see within yourself. I'm saying that over and over because this is what, how quantum works. This is how prayer works. This is how, how you can partake of the spirit within you and create. Because it's that union, it's that wedding feast. It's a sign of Jesus, of salvation in Cana of Galilee. Thus revealed the glory. The glory is uh, doxa or kavot. I've, I've gone over that many times with you. The glory of yourself, the glory within yourself. Doesn't it say he's given us his glory? And he, I and the father are one. So this, I'm giving birth to things from within myself. I and the father are one. And the glory that is given of salvation is given to you and I. What it says. So thus, the, the, the glory within yourself has been revealed. And you believed in him, the self. You believed and you came to know. You've experienced this within yourself. Isn't that fascinating? So how does it all work, guys? How do you make this practical? How do you really partake of this, um, this uh this wedding, this union at Cana of Galilee, that you're all invited to participate in an experience for yourself is what it says. You can become a disciple or a knower of this. So it literally is right here, the last head, the Cana, is creating within. And here's what's so cool about this, guys. The, the unlimited power of God is within you to save you in any situation. This is where the birthplace of Jesus happens, the M, the salvation within you. And it's this. So say somebody's struggling with poverty. When you imagine... The opposite of that, what would you be doing if you were enjoying um, abundance? What, what kind of peace would you be feeling? Would you feel unlimited? Would you feel abundant? And you experience that as if it's real right now. You participate in it. It's like uh, the galal. You, you come to the completion, the camel that rises up and completes in the rod of rods, the, the staff of staffs, which is right up here. This is the real wine. The best wine is as great as physical uh, covenant is it, it fades and goes away the the best wine is saved for the last which is kana the last head is literally what that means cana of galilee um because this is this never fades away and this is unlimited creates anything so you can simply see yourself or a loved one um experiencing abundance 
how that would make you feel, how that would make you feel and make them feel that peace, that abundance, that joy, that happiness. And what you're doing is you're turning that water into wine, literally. It's, it's juice. It's the juice of the grape. It's the seeds. It literally is taking the spirit within you and creating within your mind. And what's so fascinating about this, when you do that, guys, it's God himself doing it. This is where you meet face-to-face -face with God. It's not you trying to do it right. It's not trying to work, have you work up enough faith. It's learning to experience that this is real within yourself. You can participate in this union. And you're literally creating, I just, I wrote some notes here, so I'm looking at it. You are literally creating the images in your mind. When you use your imagination, when you say and conclude, no, you know what? I'm tired of poverty. This is who I really am. I am, which is the nature of God. Every seed will return after its own nature. This is who I really am. So from this day, you start to see yourself abundant. You start to see yourself. Uh, Gene and Jen were just telling me last night, they're like, you know what? When we started doing this, like we've never been happier. We've, money's never flowed to us more easily because that's who we are now. We've concluded and seen within ourselves that we can literally take the spirit and become that. So you're literally creating the images in your mind when you use your imagination. You take the spirit that flow, that's flowing through you and it becomes wine, it becomes seeds. And you literally bring what you're experiencing, what you conclude or speak within yourself and what you picture, you bring those images into material existence. And I would just tell you this, you can build any kind of life you want. You can literally create it from within and it has to respond. So please go create the dream life. Go create the life of life. Um, uh, go create a life of abundance, of pleasure, of joy, of, of uh, wholeness. Anything that you can conceive in here, guys, you literally take those images and what you conclude, this is who I am from this day forward. It literally starts to immediately bring it into physical existence and it'll show up in your life. You can give birth to it at the, by turning water into wine at the wedding feast of Canaan of Galilee. Hopefully it helps guys. God bless.